This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Craig from McAllen, Texas. How you doing, Craig? Tom, listen, uh, I wanted to call in, and I know that, uh, you know, the show's all funny and ha-ha and laughs and, and all sorts of stuff, but uh, I just wanted to take a moment out of my day to call you and tell you that, uh, like, a couple weeks ago, I suffered an AFib incident. Oh, no. And the thing was is that I went into the ER with a stomach ache and turned out that I was in stage 3 AFib. Jesus. And so... And so the thing was that I was in the ER for about, I would say maybe about five days. And I went through everything, scans and pinpricks and all sorts of stuff. And, but I just want to tell you that uh, I listened to your show uh, during that time and it helped me. Oh, Craig, you're, you've been a good, good, great listener friend for a long, long time. Man, I, I, Craig moved from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Were you, did you live in Minneapolis? I know you lived in Minnesota, but was it Minneapolis, St. Paul? Where'd you live? Oh, I lived in like I lived in two harbors, and then we moved to Princeton, and there then we moved to Minneapolis, go. and then, you know, frankly, the just the liberalism kind of pushed me out. Craig sounds like he's sounding, he's feeling better. Oh, Craig used to come in. Craig used to come in and do the show once in a while. Oh, that's awesome. Remember those days, Craig? Yeah, man, those were the good days. You know, those were like your highest rated shows. I think. <laughs> Whenever you showed up, absolutely. We actually got some ratings when you showed up. Sounds like me. Yeah. So how are you doing now, Craig? Oh, I'm great. You know, but the thing was is that, uh, you know, like I I would love to tell you the whole story because it's hilarious because, you know, I'm a 6'5", probably 350-pound Norwegian. Yep. And I live in McAllen, Texas now, where, you know, let's just be honest, it's like 99% Hispanic, 1% white, and I'm the 1% white. And <laughs> You're the only one. <laughs> there you, go. you know, I, I, you know, the thing is that I, I think I first experienced racism down here because I accidentally bumped into a little small Hispanic woman, and she looked at me and she said, a loco gringo. <laughs> and well, you are a loco gringo. There's just, that's natural. <laughs> I looked at my wife, I said, I said, babe, I, I think I just experienced my first thing of racism. <laughs> but no, it was, uh, you know, it was quite the experience. And so, like, you know, if you ever want me to call in and tell you the whole story, I'd love to. But the thing is, Tom, is that, like, I didn't have, like, I just had my phone with me. And then I, I had my best of KQ. I, I, let, I, I made my wife bring in, like, some CDs for me to listen to while I was, stuck in the ER and and she she brought my best KQRS CD and and <laughs> the old days man I would just I, I listened to that I listened to your show and and the thing was is that you know I somehow they stuck me in the only the only bed without a TV so I was kind of stuck you know which which I don't blame I, I love listening to your show and, and it just got me through it and Aww. and you know you know the thing is, is that I just want to personally congratulate you on your new show and and you know, like, listen, like you just mean the the world to me. You you helped me through my dad's death, and yeah, I've always been a fr- I've always been a friend of the show. And I just want to tell you how much you how much you really mean to me, Craig. Not as much as you guys mean to me. The listeners have done everything for me for fifty two years now. 
Our listeners are just the most well, – they're a lot like you, Craig. They want to work hard. They want to get something done. They love their families. They don't bitch constantly about everything sucks and everything's horrible. No, it's not. Everything is not – I mean, yes, I have to work with Brittany. That's not great. There's but, that. You know. um, I am so thankful that – they, you know, with a stomach ache, you never know. I and mean, if you go, thank God they found the AFib. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly how it went down. So I had a, a massive stomach ache, and I'm like, like, oh, this doesn't feel normal. So I go to, I go to the ER, and <laughs> they, they admit me. And so the thing is, is that I'm, I'm feeling normal. Okay, mm-hmm. I have a stomach, I just have a stomach ache. I thought they were just going to give me some Pepnobismol and tell me to stop being a, you know, a pussy. And <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I sit in the go- I sit I sit on a thing and she puts the blood pressure band around my arm and she hooks me up to the heart monitor and so the screen is away from me so I don't see it. Okay. So she starts the blood pressure thing and all of a sudden I just see her eyes. Oh no. Get really really wide and she goes she goes Miguel come over here. And this guy stands up, looks at up, and looks at the screen, and just looks at me and says, "Sir, uh, uh, I think we have a serious problem here." And I'm just like, "Oh, what is it?" She, he goes, "He goes, well, your blood pressure is 195, and your heart beats 140." And I'm just like, "Well, that sucks." <laughs> Thank God they caught it. Like that's where you go. Thank God for that stomach ache, and it presented obviously weird. Um, you know, it's not the normal signs and like where you oh, go. No, I was, Thank- I was close. I was close to death. Yeah. So I'm very thankful for that. And you good, it sounds like you had good medical care. Yeah. So, so the thing is, is that I, I went through two surgeries for my heart and, and now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm beating at a normal range and the doctor unfortunately told me I can no longer eat tacos. So, you know, I'm kind of, <laughs> well, damn it. Oh man. That's I'm kind of. I'm kind of boned because 90% of the restaurants down here are taco restaurants, so my selection has been <laughs> greatly reduced. You'll be good. You'll be fine. Uh, Greg, stay in touch, would you please? Because I've always enjoyed uh, the support you've given this show over the years. has been unbelievable. Uh, no matter where I worked, you were there, and you're here again, and I appreciate it. And i tell you another thing. You're a real man because not a lot of guys who are 6'5 and weigh 300 pounds started tearing up talking to their uh, – local radio announcer, and that just shows me you're a real man. That's all it shows man, me. Man, you, you, you don't understand how much you mean to me, guy. You, you're a champ. I've, I've, I've listened to you my whole entire life. My dad listened to you religiously. You, you mean a lot to me, and I just want to tell you, like, I'm so proud of the success that you personally had because I've I personally been sticking behind you. you oh, know, yeah. And, yeah. oh yeah. And you're the best, man. You're you're simply the best. Well, call back more often because I really feel terrible after I talk to you. <laughs> 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 Thank you, sir. Call call you gotta come up and visit us one of these days in the summertime, man. Uh I actually have to go to Minneapolis, so you know, I'm I'm reading AOC's book so I can be prepared and <laughs> and uh You got it. I've been paying attention to the politics up there. So, yeah. All right, man. Talk to you later. Thank you so much, pal. Thank you. Bye. Um, That's a prime example of why I've been so lucky. And I'm telling you all the way back from when I was 18 years old till today, I am not one of those guys that lies about this stuff. You listeners mean everything to me. You always have. I wouldn't have a job without him. I mean, that man... 
Uh, you should. He's a big, big guy who puts up with zero BS. Yeah, I mean, he just doesn't put up with anything. And for him to tear up like that, man, yeah. it just meant so much to him. And it, meant, it means, look, I didn't go through what he did, but you know what that means to me when our listeners call here to say, hey, I don't know if we could do it without you. You and know what I mean? Especially like, yeah, in a scary situation like that. And I just like the fact that he just, yeah, I mean, how cool that he was like, Tom, you got me through this really hard. I can't say oh, a lot. Amazing. A lot. I, I don't know if I could say that a lot about a lot of people. That So that's really cool. And that we got a message from Gary. He wrote, Craig represents all of us. We love you, Tommy. Cut it out, damn it. And then um, and then we have a lot of messages about Made Right. You guys, that sparked a lot <laughs> of conversation. Here we go, baby. Um, okay, Made Right food truck uh, is a couple times a week in Zambroda. What? And at various fairs. So, like, keep an eye. That was from uh, Koi. Oh, and then, thank you, Koi. And then um, Austin, Minnesota has a place called Tender Made Sandwich Shop. I don't. I I would assume it's in the same. Yeah. Tender made. Um, it's like Quick Trip and Quick Star. Same thing, just different names. Yeah. And oh, then okay. If you're ever in Iowa, Mike Simpson wrote in that there are made right locations all over Iowa. What? See. Um, and Why then, don't we have one? Um, uh, I don't know. I. We Should we see, open one? The I was three just of gonna us? say, that sounds like a terrible idea. Well, we're not going to run it. We don't have anything to do with it. We just Perfect. have to put up the money. Perfect. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a great idea. I love Made Right. I'd take Andy. The first day to open it, I'd take Andy. Um, just remind him of being back in school. And then we have, <laughs> you know, we were talking about um, when family members die and, you know, people show <clears throat> some ugly sides. Yep. Danielle wrote in that I'm going through this now with my dad's passing. My brother came in, grabbed what he wanted, and left. He's pressuring me about our inheritance, and it just makes me sick. Oh, yeah. He and my dad had a falling out, and now he's just being greedy. Sucks when family acts like the life of their parents, grandparents, relatives didn't mean much, and the only thing that counts is the inheritance. That's sad. There you have mm, it. That stuff can backfire, too. My buddy oh, Alec, yeah. yeah, my buddy Alec from San Diego, him and, his, him and his brother were estranged from their dad for years, and then his dad passed away in South Carolina, and they got a phone call. Hey, your dad's got a you know, a, a garage filled with crap. You got to come get it. And Alec and his brother didn't want to do it. And Alec's brother was like, I'm not going to get dad's stuff. You can go get it. So Alec goes to South Carolina and he opens up the storage locker and it's filled with Nazi memorabilia. Oh. And this was back when you could still own it. This was, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Wild. And he called a guy from New York and said, I don't know what any of this stuff is. Can you come down and appraise it? Alec ended up selling his dad's collection of Nazi memorabilia for almost $3 million. And oh, my God. And his brother sued him for half of it. And because Alec had like a paper trail of text messages from his brother saying, I want nothing to do with dad's belongings. You can yeah. Just, yeah. He yep. ended up, and they've never, they haven't talked since. It's been like 17 years. Alec bought two companies in, in California. And so that kind of backfires sometimes, man. Like, yep. yeah, ugh, I, it, like we talked about earlier, it's just, it, I'd much rather just enjoy your company and never have to worry about money with somebody. Yeah. yeah but you always do. Everything, mm-hmm. everything now is about money. Everything you see on TV, everything that people do, uh, it's all about money. Money, 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 money. It's just disgusting to me. Get off your ass, go get a job, earn some money, and be happy. How about that? Yeah. Being happy is good. I I agree. Um, We got another message from a listener, Andy. Um, Hey, Brittany and Rudy, thanks for keeping Tom focused and on point. (laughs) (laughs) 
I've really been enjoying the morning show as a solace from the other more pointed ones that cause anger and division. As a truck driver, I'm always looking for great podcasts to make the miles fly by faster. I also want to tell you I won the Mike Brody tickets a couple of weeks ago. Ooh. It was just what I needed to escape the relentless uh, patriotism. 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 But it's not Parents that. Are yep. In the news and everywhere else. My wife and I really enjoyed the show. Thank you for all you do. See, right there, why wouldn't you go, my God, how fortunate are we to be sitting around BSing every day and people actually like it a lot or love it or whatever? You know what a gift that is. How could you be crabby doing this job? Right? I, I can't. I mean, I try to be crabby, I guess, in the morning. You try you your guys, best, yeah. You guys force me out of it. <laughs> You're a disaster. Uh, do you think people will ever get back to finding, because again, causing anger makes a lot of money for people. People will do weird stuff with their money if they're pissed off. There's yeah. no doubt about that. So do you think we'll ever get back to actually saying, hey, you know what? I got, uh, what do you got? 75, 80, 85, 90, let's say a hundred years to live. Why do you want to waste any of it on pissing and moaning about everything? <laughs> Why would you want to do that? I don't know. I mean, sometimes you got problems, you complain about them. Yeah, that's being human. But some people just cannot be happy. Doesn't matter what happens, they're just never happy. Figure it out, man. Right? It's it's so sad because it does. You see those people, right? They're always, you know, online. They don't lead a happy life, no. right? So it's no, like they don't. I don't know, man. I. I there's this fine line you have to walk, right? Like it's nice to be informed, but it's also, it's. It's nice to turn that off and just look around you. Like, you know, people make fun of younger people being on their phones. And it's like, I think it's the same thing as like being, ignoring your life and just paying attention to the politics or things globally and nationally. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes you just have to like do the dishes around you, you know, go wipe your kid's butt. Like, go <laughs> do something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but Andy's 36 now. I don't, I don't really care. want to do that. Wait, you should check on his hygiene anyways. <laughs> yes, I should. Absolutely. Now, I, like I said, the whole, look, very quickly, I'll get through this, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the weekend just came and went. On Friday, Andy and Melissa brought Ethan over. Mm -hmm. So my entire afternoon on Friday was pick me up, put me down, pick me up, put me down, pick me up. Let me ride on your shoulder. Let me do this. Let me do that. He was so happy and excited just to be hanging around. I played with him for like four hours. Oh, I'm sure he was obsessed. <clears throat> Made me just ecstatic. And then uh, on Saturday, hanging out with more family. Um, actually, it was the reverse. It was Alex's family on Friday and Andy on Saturday. Okay. So I was hanging out with Fawn and, and Sagey. And Alex on Friday and just having a wonderful time. Then Sage said, I don't want to sleep here. I'm going home. So they went home instead of sleeping over like they were going to. Mm -hmm. But watching things, you know, they, they love to watch Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. They just love that. That's movie. a cute one. Right. With Adam Sandler. Yeah. So I got all Friday spending it with my, my grandkids and my daughter. Had a wonderful time. Mm -hmm. All day Saturday with my son, his wife, and their son. Had a great time. And then yesterday, Catherine came back home again. And then Alex and the kids came over just to say hello to her. I had a magnificent weekend because it was all focused on people I love. Maybe if you, instead of hating everything and everyone, find out what you like or love and give it all your attention. Yeah. Right? I love that. Like, it's so annoying when cliches work, but like, follow your bliss. 
Like, if something makes you happy, lean into it and keep leaning into I it. I couldn't agree more. But it's an, it's like, okay, some of those cliches work. I've got more made right emails to get to. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you um, really? Margaret, uh, she wrote that uh, she just tuned in, not sure if it was mentioned earlier, but Dakota Junction in Mound has made rights. They what? have amazing food there. My nanny kiddo, the girl I used to nanny, works at Dakota Junction in Mound. The food there is amazing. It's this really? little, yeah, it's this little, uh, you know, uh, unassuming little um, cafe. It's amazing food there. How long a drive is that? Um, from, see, because of the lakes and everything from Eden Prairie, it's about a half hour. About a half hour. Yeah. I bet you it's still a half hour from like here too, because you can just take the highway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let's get over there. I love Dakota Junction. Oh my God. I would s- destroy that food right now. Is it lunch and dinner? I think so. I know they always have lunch. We used to go there all the time after Maybe school. Maybe after the deal someday. We'll go and have lunch or something. Uh, I am so down. Works for me. Done. Rudy, you in? Obviously. Huh. Obviously, it's a given, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then Durf wrote in, Tom, you have to try a Minnesota-made brat dog. I think they have two to three stores at the Target Center. They're awesome. Really? Love your show. And then Darren wrote in and said, Craig's call was the best one I've heard since the beginning of the show. I'm telling you, when he started tearing up there, it was so touching, it was amazing. I know, it was very sweet. That's the listeners that I've, that I've loved forever and ever and ever. They're just magnificent people. Look, I mean, I haven't checked recently, but, I mean, what are we, a couple of million downloads? I mean, people calling in like there's we, – you literally could read messages nonstop all I know. morning. I have to stop myself, too, because, like, I – they're so funny. People write in just funny stuff or, like – you know, they praise me, tell me how I'm talented. Oh, and you're smart. so wonderful. I keep this Nobody's show on track. And oh, what can I say? I work out. Um, um, how long is our next break? Because I have to go vomit. Oh. <laughs> 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 Talking to Britney. Uh, I thought you were going to say I have to go pee, and I was like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're spacing them now. Oh, good. We're, we're staggered. We're okay, staggering. Good. Exactly. Uh, but seriously, let me close by saying this. You can be happy if you look for happiness. I'm ser- Look, there's a lot of bad stuff in the world. we got to work together to get through that. But you, by yourself, look for happiness and joy, man. You don't be letting these people ruin your brain. Yeah. Right? We'll take a break. Be right back, ladies and gentlemen, right after this break. Score Norris Phil Mackey will join us right after this Tom Bernard Show. It's the Monkees, celebrated by Mickey Dolenz. Here we come. Saturday, April 29th at the Pantages Theater, Minneapolis. Mickey Dolenz plays tribute to the iconic group and his bandmates in song and memory with unseen images from the monkeys. Get your tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Talek presents The Monkeys, celebrated by Mickey Dolenz live. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking, Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bialke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword Partner. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, 
I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, 921 already. I was talking to Rudy about this when you were out pooping or whatever you were mm-hmm. doing. Yep, of course. Um, this show flies by. I mean, this show does. We sit down for three hours, and all of a sudden I look up, and it's like, the show's over in a half hour. That's weird. Yeah, it feels really <clears throat> slow to me. Oh, is it just dragging by because of, well, that's because of Rudy and me. Though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you guys get to hang with down. me, but now keep in mind, I have to hang with you guys. No, you're, oh, we got to get, we got to get Rudy centered. I can only see the. Oh, yeah, I know. Because as soon as we start piling are. people into the, uh, into yep. the stream yard, next thing you know, half of our face was on it. I kept uh, trying to get Chris Eggert. I was like, dude, for a guy who sits in front of a camera all day, half your face is in the screen. Could you I know. I should have. It's true. That's all right. Yeah. Now, luckily, today is just a test run, so. Phil's mic is not working. Uh, no, it is. Uh, now it is. There we, yeah. there, there we go. There we go. There he is. Yeah. Don't silence me. Do not silence me. I will not. <laughs> Shut up, no, no, Rudy's being strategic. Rudy just likes to put his tattooed biceps right in the I center know. of that frame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, knows. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, do you need me to move the camera that way? Uh, he knows what the people exactly want. What it is, too. All right, I want to do a little weather because it's very, very important because the weather has sucked here since I got back home. Uh, today, a mix of sun and clouds, still cool. But again, 50. We'll take 50. 50 is the cutoff. I like that. So a high of 50 today. Tonight, clear and cold, a low of 28. Record low is 25, set in 1907. On Tuesday, mostly sunny, a little milder with a high of 52. And on Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high of 58. So we got 50, 52, and 58. Sunshine all three days works for me. That's all I'm saying. Right? 
Mm-hmm. Beautiful. God, I tell you that. But it is true. And Catherine just got back home uh, on yesterday, Sunday. She got home. She goes, why don't they change the seasons? There'll be the United States, 49 of the states have one um, basic uh, premise. And then in Minnesota, like what she was arguing is spring starts on what? March 22nd usually? <clears throat> is that right? Uh-huh. I think that's right. Yeah, that's Okay, she's thinking that we should move that back uh, to May 22nd is the start of spring. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I think, well, in Minnesota, you never know. Like, like it could be 80, 84 degrees in, in mid-March and then give you a snowstorm on April 25th. Oh, I yeah. actually, I almost reached through, I don't know if you can do this, if you can just like punch someone through Twitter. I love it. But I saw, I saw someone tweet yesterday only 59 days until the days start getting shorter again. Why do they do that? Why? And now I'm just sort of like mentally, it was, it was, so in less than two months, the days get shorter? It was June 20th, right? I think it is June yeah. 20th. And so now I'm depressed. <clears throat> no, the great part of that is back. they start getting shorter, but they're still about 20 hours of sunlight. So that's good on June 22nd. Yeah, we're, still, we're good until like October in terms of sunlight. You guys were, by yeah. the way, talking about things that how to how to carve a life that makes you happy, right? Yeah, Lean right. into the things that right. make you happy. And as I've been telling you for two months on this show now, the Minnesota Timberwolves make me happy. Yes, the Minnesota Timberwolves <laughs> staying alive last night, down three games to none. Right. Lean into the things that bring you joy. And the Minnesota Timberwolves have brought me nothing but joy in 34 years as a franchise. Really? Mm. So you like losing? No, I'm, my tongue is mildly pressed into the side of my cheek. <laughs> but it, well, I'll tell I'll tell you this. So, and I'm like I ride the Timberwolves roller coaster, and usually the roller coaster is just going down and fast with this organization. But last night, and I know Tom, you're not the biggest Kevin Garnett guy necessarily, but no, I'm not. Anthony Edwards, this is his third year in the NBA. He's 21 years old. The last few games, he's just put this beleaguered bumbling franchise on his back. They right. lost a couple games, but hard-fought games. And they're on the brink of elimination last night. And he's just, there's there's 19,000 people in the arena, pins and needles, the season's on the line, and he just cold-blooded knocks down a three to ice this game in overtime. And I bring up KG because I think the Timberwolves, after kind of stumbling around the last 20 years, mm-hmm. maybe Kevin Love can lead the franchise. Maybe Andrew right. Wiggins can lead the franchise. <clears throat> oh, maybe Carl, Carl Anthony Towns can lead the franchise. You finally have someone, unless they screw it up, which they could. You might have found the first true leader superstar of a franchise since Kevin Garnett. And Garnett was tweeting about it last night, too. Oh, really? He's all, uh, he's all excited about Anthony Edwards. And so, uh, a, a, I guess, a, a momentary moment of, of bliss in Timberwolvesville last night. That was it. Jim Peterson's still my favorite Timberwolf. Oh, he's great. Great guy. I, I, he and I have become really good friends, and it's just a really, real. I don't like the fact that he's like a foot and a half taller than me, but you know, he's a big. I think he's man. about three feet taller than me, actually. So you <laughs> yeah, there you go. Where's Phil? Oh, he's down here by my kneecaps. All right. No, I, I, I tell you, I, you know, obviously grew up. There was no. I think the, the Lakers left when I was like three or two years old or something. So we didn't have a team for the longest time. And then, uh, so I was very, very excited. Oh, this is a new thing. Yeah. I followed, the, you know, obviously with, with um, Kevin McHale, I followed the Boston Celtics because of, 
well, first of all, you had Larry Bird, Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale. That team was so packed with, with talent, it was unbelievable. Um, but I'm, I've been trying to become a Timberwolves fan. A couple of people on the team that have been, Al Jefferson was a neighbor of mine, very nice guy. I didn't know him. He was just that whenever I ran into him, he's a really nice guy. Big Al Jefferson. Big wow, Al, that's yeah. A- <clears throat> random, random Timberwolf. Yes, random Timberwolf. But he was pretty good for a couple of years. Though. He was. He absolutely was. So, I would love to become a Timberwolf fan, but they're going to have to figure out at least pretend you can get somewhere in the playoffs. I know. You know. Yeah, what I mean? and I think I will say I think the the hardest thing to do in the NBA is just because there's only a, there's in any given era whether it's you know the the Celtics of the '80s or the Lakers. There's only like five or six players that are that superstar level. In the 80s, it was you had Magic and Bird and maybe uh, like Clyde Drexler with the Blazers and a couple other guys and then Michael Jordan and some of those Kobe Bryant, Shaq. I actually think Anthony Edwards could be in that group of five or six players. Kevin Garnett was. So he's just like he has this ability and Bird had it. Michael had it. Um, Steph Curry in today's NBA has yeah. it, where you can just sort of control an arena of 19,000 fans and the opponent and your team and everyone's, you can just kind of create this tsunami of energy and excitement and and uh, and and he does that. Now they have to put a team around him that's not clunky and, <laughs> and, and not, not punching each other during timeouts and getting suspended. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to do that in the next seven years because uh, we looked up exactly what the Timberwolves gave away for Rudy Gobert, and it is, it's going to be 2029 before there's even a chance if they blow this team up. because It's bad. Yeah. It's so bad, yeah. Everybody, and, and Tom, you can probably speak to this historically more than we can, but when the Rudy Gobert trade went down, and I, of course, I'm just a homer, like, oh, this is a great trade. Yes, let's right, do it. Now, a year, right. a year later, it's just very obviously not a great trade. But but people are comparing it to the Herschel Walker trade. Oh, yeah. Where in the moment, the you know, Vikings fans are, oh, my God, we got Herschel Walker. This is great. But meanwhile, the Cowboys got all these draft picks, and they, they basically built a dynasty off the back of yes. what the Vikings traded them. And the Vikings weren't terrible with Herschel Walker because they made the playoffs right. once or twice or whatever, right. but... But it didn't. It didn't help them going forward. I have to ask you: You ever met Herschel Walker? I've never met Herschel Walker. No. Rudy, never. Rudy, no. When you meet him, do not shake his hand because he oh, will really? crush your hand. I'm not. I thought he tore my hand off. That man has the strongest <laughs> grip of any living human. I hate when people do that. I know. I goes, hate it. Wham. I always have like a moment of panic. God. Like, can you give me my hand back? Like, I want to like. <laughs> exactly. Like, like I'm exactly like it. snared in their weird trap. He's a very pleasant you know, like, guy. Adrian Peterson the same way. There's a uh, weird tradition. Oh, really? Big strapping running backs. Is yeah. it like does he does he stare you down when he, is it an intimidation tactic or is he just that strong? Is he is he trying to show you? Hey, I'm here. Oh, Adrian and I'm Peterson. Gonna, I, I, don't, I don't have to let your hand go if I don't want to. Oh, let did, me have it back. Did you shake hands with Adrian Peterson ever? I have, yes. Because that's I, the same story. I curled up in the fetal position while he was still holding on to my <laughs> exactly. hand. It's, you still can't use that hand. Oh, yeah. Man, he's got a Now, he does it on purpose, too. Yeah, he's trying to show you who's boss. Oh, he definitely is. There's no doubt about that. That's assault, you guys. That's crazy. But I you agree. also don't want you don't want to come in too. The other thing that drives me nuts oh. is people that come in with the wet dead fish. Oh, that's handshake. so yeah. weird. 
Sometimes and you go to shake and you kind of just grab like three limp fingers. Yeah. Yep. So that you happens. find a middle ground. I know that happens to me a lot because I am such like a, I just automatically hug people. Like that's like my go-to. So when they throw the hand out, I'm kind of thrown off. And I find myself sometimes only getting like the tipsies of their fingers to it. I just want to end my life. Whoops. I'm just mortified. Whoops. Uh, what are you going to do? So are you, are you, do you try to avoid the handshake at all costs? Yeah, you, I go in so for the hug. So how would you rank hug, fist bump? How, what's like your, your order of preferred greeting for people? I like the hug. I just go quick hug. And it's not like a long hug, but like a, hey, it's good to see you. It just feels like we covered that and then we go our separate ways. Right. Like I like a quick hug. That's mine. I don't mm-hmm. know why. That's always just kind of been mm-hmm. my go-to. Um, but like I feel like the fist bump feels very Howie Mandel. Like I don't want to touch you. <laughs> And then, uh, so I guess I would prefer hug, handshake, and then if we have to, it's like the fist bump of like the COVID of it all. Now, Phil, I saw a movie yesterday. I took one for the team. And next time, you, you're going to see Judd today? So Judd, actually, I'm, it's funny you bring this up. Uh, today is the first day Judd has taken off in, I think, four years. Is that wow. right? It's his 30th wedding anniversary. And so oh, Judd right, and man. his wife are kind of just <clears throat> going around. Uh, they're, they're, they're hitting all these different stops. They went to Red Wing. They were, they were at in, like Lake Pepin. Cool. So this is, he, he, just, he just doesn't take days off. He just loves working. So today is the first day he's taken off in four years. I, I will not see Judd today. All right, the reason I bring that up is because I took one for the team yesterday and went to see, what the hell's the name of that movie again? Evil, Evil Dead, Dead Rise. Rise. Evil Dead Rise. Went and saw that yesterday. Yeah. Horrendous movie. I thought it was horrible. It's getting great ratings. People love it. Is it? I think it's just horrible. But I want you to use this line that's from the movie on Judd when he comes back to work. You have to do it on camera, though. Okay. Because the the, I guess the woman who's, the most haunted and bedeviled and all the rest of it, the evil one doing all the damage. Like, she takes a, sa- a, saber, a saber, right? I feel like you're spoiling this movie for me right now. What if uh, I want to go see it later? Run tonight? away. Run away is all I'm saying. <laughs> she takes a saber and rams it through a guy's face out the back of his head. <laughs> now, it's a little hard to do, first of all, but it's just so disgusting. But she does have one great line in the movie. Because she gets fed up because she's possessed by the devil and she's fed up with everybody who doesn't see she's very special now and all the rest of it. She said, she looks at one of them in this very evil kind of voice. She goes, I'm done now. I'm done with all you titty-sucking morons. (laughs) No, titty-licking. She says, titty-licking. You titty-licking morons. I'm like, I start laughing. And everybody else in the theater is like, what the hell is he laughing at? I thought it was funny. It's a great I need to meet the the, the screenplay writer for this one. Like, who who gets done penning this movie on paper? Thinks all right. What's the what's the line at the what's at the apex of this movie? What's the line that's going to hook the theater? Titty sucking morons. Exactly. That's what it is. Titty licking morons. Titty licking morons. You got to use that on Judd. You know, Judd. Uh, I know you just gave your opinion, but you're a titty licking moron because. <laughs> <laughs> no, Judd. All right, you got me on that one, Judd. You were correct. It doesn't mean that you're not still a titty licking moron. That's exactly right. That's exactly Guy. the deal. By the way, jamming the lightsaber through the back of your head. I think he might have done that last night. Actually, uh, watching from some bar in southern Minnesota, the uh, Minnesota Wild lose game. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's never. It's never easy for Minnesota hockey. I did see something like. 
randomly, the Minnesota Wild in game four historically are one and nine. I don't know. Really? They just like can't win game four. 20 years, different coaches, different players. They just can't win game four. What was the first uh, year again? Like 88? Was that the first year of the franchise? uh, Well, for the Wild, it was like 2000. Oh, that was 2000. uh, That's right. For the. For the the wolves was the wolves was eighty eight. That was eighty eight. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Someone, by the way, someone, someone. We had a mathematician email our podcast on Friday. We do a, every Friday. We just turn Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd into Feedback Friday. Right. So we just we just anyone that emails anything throughout the week, we just try to get through as many as we can and, and pick the most entertaining ones. And a mathematician emailed in for Friday's show. And did the math on if you are a market like Minnesota and you have four professional sports teams in the four main men's leagues, right? NHL, NBA, NFL, Mm -hmm. Major League Baseball. Over a three-decade period, which is is the last time any of those teams won a World Series or a championship was 1991, right? We talk about that with Herbie. Right. That the chances, if you have a team in all four of those leagues, the chances of you not making the championship series after three decades is like, 0.7%. Really? Wow. And the chances of not winning a championship are like one and a half or 2%. So it's been, we are historically inept at winning championships the last 30 years. If you trust the random mathematician, which I do, who emails into the Mackie and Judd show. Isn't that amazing? 98% chance. I, whatever. I, I, I still don't understand what it yeah. is with Minnesota sports teams. And look, the Twins winning a couple of World Series. Of course, that was over 30 years ago now, too. And then they come across, and I'm, oh, my, this is going to be great. Chicago and Washington suck. They kicked <laughs> our ass. Are you out now? <laughs> no, I'm not out. I'm I think used they should be it. sellers at the trade deadline now. I really just, I'm kind of completely I'm out used of to it. I just, it's just. <laughs> well, for, for me, I can't, I can't wait to start cheering for the Timberwolves when they become the Seattle Supersonics. That is what That's I am great. really looking forward to. They still they didn't get a team out there? Nah, but really? eventually, I mean, <laughs> that is such a storied franchise, and the logo is so great, and yep. the, the state, I mean, that's why the Kraken exists. Yeah, they, they they created the Seattle Kraken so that they can prove that there is a stadium in Seattle that can hold basketball and that there's a sports there's a, a a market for it. So yes, so eventually you will see the Seattle SuperSonics, and I do believe I don't care what A Rod says, they will be the Minnesota Timberwolves for sure. They will move well, that I, team. I will tell you. So my wife and I lived in Washington for a couple of years recently, right? And yeah. and so the the. You know, and to, to kind of connect the dots for you, Rudy, Alex Rodriguez is about to become a majority owner of the Timberwolves. Alex Rodriguez spent his first six or seven years as a Seattle Mariner. Right. There's ties there. And so a lot of people here sort of fear-mongering, right? Well, a- this is A-Rod's master plan. He's going to bring the Minnesota basketball team back to Seattle oh, where yeah. he plays. I can tell you firsthand, people in Washington and Seattle – hate Alex Rodriguez with a fiery passion. <laughs> they don't want anything to do with him. So now maybe maybe it's his way of, all right, I'm going to try and get myself back in the good graces. I'll just bring a $2 billion basketball team to Seattle. But they want nothing to do with Alex Rodriguez, who did steroids and then sort of lied on his way out going to Texas. So we'll, well, we'll see, though. Time will tell. Yeah, no but question. the good people of Seattle like uh, championships, and Alex Rodriguez likes money. So yeah. I think it's a perfect fit for them to go to Seattle. Yeah, so no, I know Phil. I know you got to hit the road, Phil. But quickly, I just love the fact that uh, what Washington just sold for what six point two billion. 
The, the, yes, uh, the, the football team. The yeah. football team, yeah. $6.2 billion. Do you know how much it cost the people to get the uh, Minnesota Viking franchise in 1961? Oh, my gosh. You ready? $100,000? That's was exactly it? Wow. right. It was $100,000. <laughs> and now it's multi-billions of dollars. Well, even think about, I, and we have to look this up, but the Wilfs bought the team in 2005 and the if you sold the Vikings today, if okay, the Commanders are a garbage franchise. Yeah, they've they just they, they were they <laughs> yeah. were one of the the glory franchises of the eighties and they early nineties. But if that dumpster fire franchise is worth six billion dollars, are the Vikings <laughs> worth more? And if I think the you Wilfs think? bought the team for less than a billion, yeah, they did. Yep. Or is it Wilfs? If you have multiple Wilfs in a pack, is it Wilfs or I think would it, it be Wilfs? I still, it's one of the reasons I love my wife so much. I'm in line down in Florida on vacation. Guy in front of me is wearing a Viking hat and a Viking jersey. And I'm talking to him about this, that, and the other thing. And I know who it is. My wife comes walking up and she looks at the guy and goes, you're a Viking fan? The Vikings oh. suck. I said, no, that's actually Mr. Wolf. He owns what? the team. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. She told Wolf that your team sucks because she didn't know it was Wolf. Well, she's not wrong. That's the problem. Well, they all just good. melt into this drain now. Goodbye. Yeah. All right. You got to go, Phil. I know. Thank you for sticking with us. And, and uh, like I said, I, I, every day I sit on this show now and go, man, the lineup we got on this show is right on the money. So I appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. We'll talk again uh, on Friday after the first round of the draft for the Vikings. Oh, Chaos. you know what? I will see you. I don't, I don't want to like get up and whatever, but I'm, I'm going to show up Thursday night for a little while just to watch you guys. Maybe we'll put you on. You can give us your mock draft, Tom. We'll give you, if you can just like predict all the picks for the 31 teams in the first round. How about bring back Fran Tarkenton? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you go. Thanks all a lot, right. Phil. Have a good see day, you guys. sir. Bye. No, I'm very serious about that stuff, man. We got so lucky, and the Hubbards—you got to give them credit for this. They put together, like I tried to not bring you on, Brittany, I but I got—you know—that's the one part I got stuck with. I know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, like, what did I do to? I don't don't you? I mean, one thing I will tell you that Hamilton was really good at was putting together, like rosters. Yeah. <clears throat> back in the day, and then toward the end, it got a little weird, but. I'm thinking of one guy in particular that. Ooh, yeah, but they were they were good characters, you know. Even though like some of the people that were on that show maybe didn't have the cleanest records, they were just maybe. <laughs> they were still good characters. I mean, but I'm telling you, Amy, Dan, and Ginny put together the show. I didn't expect it to be anywhere near as good as it is. I because I've met all of you, and I thought, oh, this is going to be a goddamn disaster. You're like, I got to carry these people. <laughs> The rest of my no, seriously. I love I just, the people that um, like Chris and and Phil and, and Kristen. Yeah, we got a lot of great people, and it's so funny. My mom just loves the people that call into the show, so it's so fun. Oh, please tell me this is not real, but I think it is. Uh oh. Bed Bath and Beyond is going belly up, and America is losing another beloved business. There is an actual drugstore. In Louisville, Kentucky, or that's the closest. It's not in Louisville. It's in Corridon, Indiana, which is the biggest, closest big city is Louisville, Kentucky, about 20 miles away. So it's in that area, mm -hmm. right? The name of the drugstore is Butt Drugs, B-U-T-T. -T. Butt Drugs. Butt Drugs. 
Uh, Butt Drugs has been the preferred pharmacy for Corridan, Indiana for 71 years. Corridan is a small town in southern Indiana. Closest big city is Louisville, Kentucky, which is about 20 miles east. Over the weekend, they announced that they were closing their doors on April 29th. There were uh, several factors, but the owner said the biggest problem was changes in insurance reimbursement over the years. But drugs was originally, uh, would you put a nothing in front of that? Nothing but drugs? Like nothing but cakes? Yeah, nothing but cakes. I love those bun cakes, by the way. Uh, your eyes just got so big those and excitable. Those cakes They're are good. phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, we go there all the time. We had a big debate this weekend about nothing <clears throat> but cakes, about the name, because it's everything but cakes. Right. But it's nothing. We, I mean, I get that it's a saying, nothing but cakes. But, like, the name really gets you. Con- like, you could have a whole class on why that does or doesn't work. My head hurts after listening to that. Because it's everything <laughs> but cakes. Yeah, exactly. Um, have you ever had a nothing, everything, nothing but cake? Yeah, good it, stuff. God, it's mm-hmm. delicious. They're so good. <clears throat> they are indeed. Uh, oh, and at the bottom it says, not to butt in. Mm. Get it? But it sounds like they were kicking butt with the non-pharmacy portions of their business, and they just had their butt handed to them by system. Oh, they had to do a joke. Mm-hmm. They're doing like go. forty of them too. I'm so they're layered and they're terrible. What the jokes? <laughs> yes, they're terrible. Terrible. You are a hundred. Like I can't even get my breath before they're like. And then also butt. But here's the thing: cheeks, butts. <laughs> ah, they're like spazzing out. They're like so You're excitable. Right. You're a hundred percent right. There's just they just won't give up on it, and that's all there is to it. You started this article talking about Bed Bath Beyond going under. Is that real? They just filed bankruptcy. I yeah. know that. Oh, man. I got to start buying things in stores because when you need something to go in and touch things and see things, it's so nice. Well, we love Bed Bath Beyond. Yeah, yeah I do too. And so I'm like, oh, I mean, it's a little chaotic in there, but like as it should be because it's like a hundred different categories of things. But like I remember when I went to college, we went there and like picked out my bedding Mm -hmm. but like man now it's just so easy to jump online when you need something little like oh a toilet paper holder now just grab it on whatever but like i gotta i gotta buy things in person because i like it the ability to do it well especially things like bedding yeah yeah feel it and all the rest of it and man nothing sucks more if you buy something in the wrong size like when you get it oh god yeah especially like a rug Oh, my God. To have to send a rug back yeah. is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Understandably, we do have to take a break here. We'll be gone for just a couple of minutes, come back a little bit of news, and our very, very special guest coming up, Vicki Lawrence. Of course, Vicki Lawrence on the Carol Burnett Show for years and years and years. Well, she acted in a lot of different things. A very, very pleasant person, as a matter of fact. Talking about one of my heroes, Carol Burnett. What did that show? What you guys ever watch Carol Burnett show? Because little you know, before your time. I mean, I've seen a lot of clips. <clears throat> I've never seen like a whole show. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think? Oh, it's the clips they have are just iconic. Harvey Corman, Tim Conway, Carol Burnett, Vicki Lawrence. You get on the list of people. That, brilliant yeah. cast. Yeah. So we're going to talk to Vicki Lawrence about that right after this Tom Bernard show. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, president at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years 
earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender? There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Let me know. It'll be... Be a couple minutes before Vicky comes on, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, just let me know when she's good to go. America's national parks are great unless you die during your visit. Yeah, that'd be a problem, I not, would imagine. Not no. ideal. I mean, getting a T-shirt is a better souvenir, I would think. Sure. A new study looked at all 63 parks and what are your chances of making it out alive are. The good news is you'll probably survive, so yes. that's good. Between 2014 and 2021, millions of people visited, and there are only 2,902 2,100 deaths at national parks? Boy, I never, I never would have known 22, that. 2,200. Oh, my God. That's 2,100 deaths. 21. Oh, my God. The most common causes are car wrecks, medical episodes like heart attacks, accidental drownings, <laughs> and falling. From a sheer number standpoint, the parks with the most deaths are Lake Mead, the Grand Canyon. That doesn't surprise me at all. Is, somebody told me Lake Mead is way down. Yeah, like, I, was, I was just there a year ago. Oh, you were? And you can see, like, you know, you can tell by the rock, like, how low it is. Yeah. And it is, you know, they would show, and they actually have pictures, like, up on the Hoover Dam. Like, this is where it was six yep. months ago. Here's where it is today. And you can see, like, there is nothing left in that. It's, That's what I it's heard. It's awful, yeah. So just, what happened? Uh, they say a lot of it comes from drought. Um, yeah, suppose. Obviously the desert. Uh, they also say that a lot of it had to do with, um, there's like a lot of like human element to it as well. People like like closing off parts of lakes and stuff. And right. They, yeah, like I, it, because they don't want their boats to get landlocked or shipwrecked, yep. so they hi- try to hoard water. It's crazy. That is amazing. From a sheer number standpoint, the parks with the most deaths are Lake Mead, Grand Canyon, and Yosemite, but it's only because so many people visit. If you factor the number of visitors in, the most dangerous is actually North Cascades National Park in Washington State. Out of 220,000 visitors, nine of them have died. So your chances of dying there are around uh, 1 in 25,000. I'm surprised he didn't include North Commons over there in North Minneapolis. (laughs) Why is that? I don't know. Uh, It doesn't hit the sheer numbers. In Montana, I'm... Man, I feel like it it hasn't even been that long since Montana has has a speed limit. Like... I thought they had no speed limit. No, I think they have one now. <clears throat> oh, they do now. Okay. I think so. I and mean, somebody can tell me if I'm wrong, but when we were kids and we'd go visit our dad who lives in Montana, there was never a speed limit. And so there'd be car accidents oh, all the yeah, time right. through those oh, yeah. parks. And people would 
underestimate like the curves and things like that. People are driving like 150 miles an hour. It was wild. I heard. I, I never witnessed it in person, but I read a lot about it, and people just went insane. Oh. I don't know why. Turns out your chances of being killed by an animal in any national park is almost zero. There were only five animal-related deaths reported between 2014 and 2021, so less uh, than one per year. And yes, it's usually bears that kill people. Whoa. That happened to me at, uh, oh, God, what's the name of that magnificent place up in uh, Canada? Oh, Banff Springs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Went up at Banff like Springs. Banff, yeah. I said, hey, I'd like to go out and play a little golf today. He said, sorry, sir, but the golf course is closed. I said, what? It's 80 degrees. It's sunny. It's beautiful. Why is the golf course, uh, golf course closed? They said, well, I, a man from, uh, from Asia came over, and he had never seen a bear. No. So he walked up to a bear to take its picture, and it took his head off. Oh, my. On the golf course. It's like, okay, shut her down. <laughs> You're like, okay, I won't do the back nine. Like, <laughs> yeah, we won't do the back we'll nine. We'll avoid that hole. Are we good to go? Ladies and gentlemen, Vicki Lawrence with us. How are you doing, Vicki? Well, that was a really scary story. Oh, it was terrible. I will never forget that. <laughs> oh, you mean the scary part, that the fact that I couldn't golf. Is that what you're saying, Vicki? No, yeah. that a bear would take your head off. <laughs> I guess they would, wouldn't they? Oh, they did this guy. There's no doubt about it. I guess it didn't take very long either, Gosh. from what I understand. Um, oh, Vicky, always been a huge fan. On that happy note. <laughs> On that happy note, now we make everybody happy. Vicky Lawrence is in. We were just talking about this uh, a couple hours ago uh, at the beginning of the show. The Carol Burnett Show, uh, could you have come up with a better cast? I don't think so. I, I don't know who was responsible for hiring all those people, including yourself, obviously, Vicky. But what a great cast. How did you guys get so lucky? I, you know, I've had I've had casting directors ask me that, like, how do we recreate that chemistry? And I, I don't know. I mean, Harvey came because they were sitting around trying to figure out the casting, and everybody kept saying, "What we really need is a Harvey Corman type," because he had just finished doing the, um, uh, oh, what was the show he did? Um, Danny Kay. Oh yeah. And, yeah. But he but he still had an office at CBS. So they kept batting his name around, and Carol said, has anybody asked him? But she <laughs> literally accosted him in the parking lot that afternoon and said, would you please, please come and do my show? And that's how Harvey happened. We know how I happened, because I wrote a fan letter to her, and she decided to come and see me in a ridiculous contest and then hire me to play her kid's sister, Lyle happened out of the uh, audition process because they wanted a really handsome, sexy announcer. Sure. Um, and he was the only one that came in, Carol said, the only one that came in with a sense of humor. And and then, of course, Tim just happened to be a guest star. I guess, what was he? He was probably doing, what was he doing back in the day? McHale's Navy? Yep. And he was a he guest was star. McHale's he Navy. was a guest star. Yep. And the first time that he and Harvey worked together, it was just, lightning in a bottle and carol saw that so tim kept coming back and kept coming back until they finally decided to make him a regular now they can't tim, it. tim used to tell he used to tell a really funny story because people would ask him how did you meet harvey and he used to say uh uh I, they took me down in the basement at cbs and harvey was chained to a pipe and they said you're going to work with him <laughs> probably true after all <laughs> <laughs> Could have been. Vicki, I have to tell you something very, very quickly. I'll get through this. But um, 
My, my father-in-law just passed away last October at the age of 94, and about 10 or 15 years ago, somewhere in there, Carol Burnett appeared on my morning show. And she's just a sweetheart of a woman. She was on several times, all the rest of it. And I said, um, Carol, could you do me a favor and just say a quick hello on live on the air? Because my father-in-law adores you. He thinks you're the most talented person on earth. And could you just say hello? And she goes, no, I don't want to do that. But why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break right here and I'll record a bunch of things to send to your father-in-law, which she then did. And I will never forget that. Here's a woman, extremely successful, great show, great cast on the show. This woman had everything, but she, she would go out of her way to be kind to other people. And I will never forget that. What a wonderful story. She does. Yeah, she does. She has the biggest heart. Yep. She is everything that you think she should be and more. You, you are know, off stage and on stage. I, you know, when I was a kid on the Burnett show... The older people that had worked with Carol uh, and had been in the business a while would come to me all the time and say, you just wait till you get out into the real world of showbiz, kid, because this ain't it. <laughs> I bet you that's true, isn't it? <laughs> and it wasn't. You know, it was just, it was the Emerald City, you know? Uh, never missed it. Honest God, CBS, CBS had to be uh, so happy about that, are they not? Or weren't they back in the days? Because now NBC, of course, has taken over Carol Burnett, 90 years of laughter and love. Yeah, I don't know why that, I don't know why it's not on CBS. I don't um, either. Makes no sense. I don't either, because CBS was really her home for so many years. But And I've had fans asking me, why, why, why isn't it on CBS? I said, I don't know. Just tune in to NBC and watch it, because it's so much fun. It is such a fun special. But CBS back in the day... Oh, my God. When we first started, we shared our studio with Red Skelton. Mm -hmm. Sonny and Cher was next door. Uh, Glenn Campbell was down the hall. The Smothers Brothers. uh, The Young and the Restless. The Hallmark Hall of Fame was still finishing up. I distinctly remember the night that All in the Family premiered. They were two stages down from us. uh, Because back in the day, they had a switchboard, and they put a bazillion girls on the switchboard because they knew that it was going to hit the fan when America met Archie Bunker. So they had all the gals on the switchboard <laughs> to field all the calls. Yes. <laughs> and, of course, America loved Archie Bunker. <laughs> they, I did. I can guarantee you that. Ladies and gentlemen, the NBC, yeah. uh, NBC special. But, oh, my God. CBS was so much fun. Carol Burnett, 90 years of laughter and love. NBC will pay tribute to comedy icon Carol Burnett with Carol Burnett, 90 years of laughter and love. A two-hour special celebrating... Uh, Carol Burnett's uh, 90th birthday, Wednesday, April 26th. That's at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 Central. Of course, streaming next day on Peacock. So, Vicki, I'm very, very happy that you're involved in this whole thing. You people did amazing things. Always, always made people laugh. That show never got weird. It was just always funny. Yeah. Well, and I don't think we were ever topical. So a lot of that stuff... Right. Topical stuff, like, I mean, Laugh-In was our big competition back in the day, but mm-hmm. they were so topical, you know, that I, I think our show just really holds up pretty well, and people still get a kick out of it. I'll tell you, during the pandemic, I don't think I've ever gotten so much fan mail. I don't know if it was just that people started a new hobby and decided to collect autographs, or if they really just wanted to laugh and just started watching us. That's what I did, I'll you know? tell you that. Whose, yeah. I, whose idea was it, Vicky, for Carol to come down? She was supposed to be, I don't know, a queen or something. And she came down the staircase 
and had a curtain oh, rod. Oh, you Gone with the Wind. Is it Gone with the Wind when she has a curtain rod yeah. over her shoulder as kind of a an outfit? Yes, it is. That was wonderful, Vicky. <laughs> that was very funny. And that was, I mean, speaking of a sense of humor, that was Bob Mackey. That was oh. his idea. He said, I have an idea. He just read the script, which said she comes down dressed in a beautiful gown. And uh, he said, I have a kind of a funny idea. And he had built the whole costume on a mannequin, and he flew, threw back a curtain. And Carol said, I fell down and peed in my pants looking at that thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a brilliant idea because she looked yeah, good, I by was. the way. She looked really good with a curtain rod over her shoulders. <laughs> yes, she did. No question. <laughs> Vicki, this interview is not I long enough. Maya Rudolph wears that. She got to wear it in the special. She oh, got yeah. to wear the curtain rod dress. Next yeah. time you got to come back for more than eight minutes, Vicki. It's just not long enough. I've been a huge fan of yours and everybody involved in that show. I will never forget the Carol Burnett Show and all of you. And thank you so much for sharing some time with us this morning. Thanks for having me. You guys have a great day. You too. Vicki Lawrence, ladies and gentlemen. God, she's another one really talented. Yeah, what a cool lady. You guys ever watch that show now? No, I've, I mean, the clips still make their rounds for yeah. sure. And like she said, they're not as topical as laughing. So like sometimes laughing will mention, you know, somebody who was, I had no idea, a name I don't know. But uh, the Carol Burnett, Burnett show, I feel like a lot of times stands up still. Yeah, never got political. Never. Yeah. yeah. It never did. Uh, and I don't know why some people do, but you do what you do, and yeah. you do what you're good at. Apparently, that's probably a good way to put it. Yeah. I guess you just do what you're good at. Yeah, and the other show just sometimes doesn't apply now, and that's all. It doesn't mm-hmm. stand up still. But you know what? Again, like, well, like I already brought up from last week, you know, Pat Boone called me by my name. Yeah. Talking to Vicki Lawrence about Carol Burnett, this genius of a woman. That's another thing about this job that I just have. How many people get to go to work and talk to legendary people? What a thrill this is. It doesn't suck. Yeah. Uh, the fact that we had Pat Boone on last week, and then, you know, not only does he call you dude in the interview. Yeah, dude. He called me dude. Blew me away, but I was <laughs> catching up on the marvelous Mrs. Maisel this weekend. And oh, she's yeah. On a, she's on a television show. She's writing for it. And they're like, tonight on the show, Pat Boone. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I look at my daughter. I'm like, hey, we just had Pat Boone on the show. I, I haven't thought of Pat Boone in two years. And now, all of a sudden, in 48 hours, his name gets brought up twice. And my daughter's like, who cares? I'm I don't like, care. This is Shut blowing up, my mind. Yeah. <laughs> who cares? I love that. All right. Well, that's going to do it, man. Like I said, this show flies by. So many great things happen. Thank you to Chris Eggert for coming all the way down here and hanging out on the show yeah. with us. I got to get a hold of Shelby and have him come in again one of these days, don't you think? Love him. I love Shelby everybody. Shelby the best. I love him. I love Vassalero. Frank. I love Chris. Everybody who's coming in and sits in here, I love. I just have a fun time with. I like it. All right, pallies, we will talk to you tomorrow. Bye.